Imagine this. It's an ordinary Tuesday, but something's different today. You inhale deeply as you wait. You see the sun peeking through the curtains perfectly, and you internally whisper, Ah, thank you. You know challenges will arise today, but you also feel grateful because without challenges, you wouldn't know ease. Without hardships, you wouldn't know flow, and without heartbreak, you wouldn't know love. My hope is to have you lean more toward the side of gratefulness, gratitude, and a world that has so much beauty to offer us. But a lot of times, we are so controlled by our minds that we can walk right by it and never even experience it. This is Opaloma, and I'm your host, Casey Zaruba. Welcome. Hello, sweet Opaloma family. So I might have talked about this before, but my biggest, I don't know that fear is the right word. My biggest cause of anxiety, first of all, also, let me just say, I hope you always feel that I'm really transparent here. And I hope you always feel that I'm being like my very true authentic self. I'm never trying to like put on a front of being overly confident or an expert in an area, but more so just sharing my personal journey in an effort to maybe have you relate to me. And a big one of mine is money, 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 money. I talk about it a lot because I think it's important to talk about things that feel scary to us and things that we're actively pursuing. And for me, money, the the area of money is one of them. And honestly, I know that it's not just me. I know that the area of money is really freaking scary for a lot of people. This is, I'm not like an anomaly here. And when I say scary, I mean like you have serious feelings about it one way or another. And so I feel like this is such a, it's such an important episode to really just dig in. Let's Let's just talk about the nitty gritty stuff. And you know, it's okay to not be whenever whenever you like realize like I don't know that I have money fears. I definitely have feelings around money. I have a feeling of lack. I have a feeling of jealousy. I have a feeling of I want that. I have a feeling of you gross, they're money hungry. Like you have feelings of it, whatever they are. It's okay to not be fully aware of where that even stems from. But I do think it's important to try to make some effort to figure it out because this is really helpful to give you to it gives weight to the fear of money, but it also can release some weight of the fear of money. I used to live, I currently live in Houston, Texas, but I used to live in Tennessee for a really long time. I finished high school in Murfreesboro and my last year of high school, which was in May, we moved back to Texas. I do not turn 18 until August. So there was like a summer gap. So I had to go back with my family, even though I definitely did not want to. Right all summer, I like babysat, saved up all the money I had. Week before I turned 18, I bought a plane ticket and flew back to Tennessee. Like that's where I wanted to be. Fast forward several years, I had, I was with like a long-term boyfriend who ended up being my fiance, ended up being the fiance, like called off the engagement with all of that stuff. However, all of that's honestly irrelevant to this story. I was just trying to give you a timeline there. I have this studio apartment. It's the first time ever in my life that I actually lived alone. I, I lived on my own, but always with people. This was the first time I ever lived on my own in my own apartment. There was this studio apartment in downtown Murfreesboro. It was actually so cute and the rent was really cheap, but I was so broke. <laughs> so broke. I also, looking back, this wasn't the safest. I also worked the, uh, the 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. shift. And so 
I would have to get up at 1 a.m. every single day and get ready. And every single day, I would be so freaking scared walking down to my car at 2.15 a.m. downtown all by myself. I mean, it was downtown Murfreesboro, not like downtown big city, but still, I was terrified every day. Anyways, beside the point again, lived in this studio apartment and I was like just barely making ends meet like most people that move out for the first time. And sorry, my throat's kind of dry. And I could not afford cable and Netflix was not a thing then. So I had a DVD player and I had a stack of DVDs that I got like at a resale shop or Goodwill or like a secondhand store. And I would just watch those DVDs over and over and over for like a year, you guys. And I remember my boyfriend at the time after living there for like a year, he came over. I bought all the furniture for that apartment. He came over and he was like, to be honest, like I am so impressed. I did not think you were going to hack it for a year just watching DVDs. Like you really just kind of roughed it. And there are going to be times in our life where we're just going to have to rough it. It's not going to be the most glorious. It's not going to be the prettiest, right? Like that's just going to be the reality. And so there's this, there's an easy exercise if you're not even sure if you have money blocks, there's this easy exercise to even see if you have money blocks and negative money, like energy or negative money fears. And it's basically right now, like as you're listening to this, think of, think of somebody that, you know, maybe it's somebody you follow, or maybe it's someone that, you know, in real life that seems to be thriving financially. They have their dream house. They have their nice cars. They take their vacations regularly. Maybe they have golf carts and a pool and like all the things, right? Like they are just at a 10. They're killing it financially or so it seems. What's your first thought of them? Immediately. What's your first thought of them? Is it one of jealousy? Is it spitefulness? Or do you want to be around them more? Is it, if it's someone online, do you immediately feel like you want to block them and unfollow them and come, come up with excuses of why they're thriving and you're not? Or do you feel like you want to be around them more because it inspires you and you know, surrounding yourself with likeness produces likeness. If you want to grow financially, you surround yourself with people that are at the level that you want to achieve. Do you visualize like what your life will be like with those things in it? Or do you immediately justify why those things are materialistic and bad? Or do you immediately justify how they got a leg up and that's the only reason they're successful? Well, they're successful because. If that's a statement in your vocabulary that you see when you when you are presented or in the company of people that are thriving financially, that's a huge red flag. Really pay attention to this thought process because it unlocks a lot more answers about your relationship with money. It it tells you what your feelings and your thoughts and your mindset are when it comes to money. And let me let me also just say this. There, there is not a right or wrong feeling, more just a starting point. It it tells you where you're at with money. I'm going to be like super transparent in this next story. I am never shy about the fact that I have like money. I have, it's, it's a reason I, I try to teach myself about it because I know that I have a lot of anxiety and stress about money and we are so we're, we're, I mean, we are so much better than so many people. I know that. And we're, we're fine financially. And we have like such a beautiful life and a beautiful home. And we don't have debt. Like we don't have a single credit card balance. We have our mortgage payment and our two car payments. That's it. Something 
really crazy that I actually never shared on social media. Tyler said, I've never had student loans. I always, the college I did have, I paid for as I went, but Tyler took out student loans. And I think he had around like 40,000 in student loans when we got married. And we've just slowly chipped away at that for the last 10 years. Well, last year he got something in the mail saying because he was like a government employee or I'm sorry, a state employee, he works with Texas Parks and Wildlife, that he had the potential to have his loans forgiven. And we were like, what? This is amazing. Well, he went through like the whole process. Come to find out there was like one fluke thing that they were like, ah, sorry, you didn't qualify. We're like, dang, we had like, I think 21, I think like 21,000 left to go, maybe less than that, but it was still a significant amount. And about, I don't know, three months ago. So, so anyways, we found out we weren't going to get it moved on six months, three months ago, which had been like six months since we found out we weren't, we didn't qualify. We get a letter in the mail and I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of times you see crap and you're like, this is junk, toss it. Well, this kind of looked like that, but Tyler happened to open it. And you guys, when I say that we uh, could not believe what we were seeing, we never, I don't know what happened, but he opened this and it was the, it was the payment plan for his student loans. Like if you pay this, this month, you know, it's like $300 this month, $300 this month until like your balance reaches zero, how many years that will be or whatever. Every single one was zeroed out in our, his student loan balance was zero. Something happened. I don't even know what, and we actually did qualify all of his student loans were forgiven. The rest of them, he paid on them. One of the qualifications was like, you have to be a government employee for this long and you had to have consecutively paid on your student loans for 10 years. And he had done all that, but there was some other fluke. Anyways, they were all forgiven. I was just crazy. So those were forgiven. I got a little sidetracked, but anyways, I've always had these, these like money fears. And like I said, we make wonderful money. We're so blessed. And we don't have a lot of bills. We, we live well beneath our means. Like tomorrow, if something happened to our money, we could cut out so much extra stuff immediately. But things were like required contractually to pay our, our mortgage and our two vehicles. And our goal is, is to pay off one of our vehicles this year and in the next like 18 months, pay off the next vehicle. And then the only payment that we have is our mortgage. Obviously, we have utilities, phone bills, gas, like all of that kind of stuff, of course, but like loans. And so, We've, we've put ourselves in a really good financial position. I always have like a certain amount in savings that I'm like comfortable with. We have six kids. So it's like, we just feel a little bit more weight than, you know, maybe somebody that doesn't have kids or whatever. Yesterday we got, was it yesterday? No, the day before yesterday, we got something in the mail. Well, we've lived in this house for two years and I don't fully know how to explain it or understand it, but basically like our home is valued at something when we close and then it's reassessed in like a year and we're in a mud and the property taxes are really high here. All things I didn't really understand when we lived here. Anyways, we got something in the mail saying our property taxes had gone up and our mortgage payment, our mortgage payment went up $520 a month. I went immediately to a 10 level anxiety and we fully have an extra $520 to cover our mortgage a month. But I, I think what I've come to realize is I don't like not having control and I don't like not I don't like not expecting things. This also happened several years ago when we first started working with our CPA who we actually love. This was like, she 
is works with a lot of Young Living members and knows the network marketing very well. And so she didn't do anything wrong. This was common with Young Living members. However, she had us like under, we pay our taxes every month because our income can change. And so we don't want to, we don't pay quarterly. We don't pay annually. We pay every single month based on our income that month. So it's like really accurate. Anyways, we got to the end of the year and she was like, okay, hey guys. Yeah. Like y'all owe $10,000. I about shit a break. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Anyways, we did. We had to pay $10,000 for taxes. I was like, this can never happen again. If you have to lie to us and tell us to pay more every month, you lie to us. You have my full permission. Anyways, that's never happened again. We've gotten a refund every year since then, blah, blah, blah. However, yesterday or the day before, whenever we found out our mortgage went up $520, I was so triggered. When I say, yeah, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I, again, always want to be really transparent with you. I went into full freak out mode. I was hyperventilating, crying. The girls came in, like the babies, the other kids were at school. Yumi was like, what's wrong with mommy? Because I was like hysterically crying <laughs> over this, hysterically. Tyler, sweet man he is, just kept reminding me like, babe, like it, it's not ideal, but like, you know, it's okay. Like we can afford this. We can pay it. And I just went into a whole tailspin because I was out of control. And like maybe the hardest I've cried in a long time over something that didn't, I didn't, I shouldn't have had a reaction that way. And so the, anyways, this is always like an area I know that I need to work on. I know that there are deep rooted money issues and limiting beliefs in me. And so we worked through that. We were totally fine. I've also had these like nighttime fears where I have these like nightmares. I have, I've had to sleep with our, we have like a CBD calm roller at Young Living. I've literally had to sleep with it to my nose and roll it on my nostrils before sometimes at night. I haven't dealt with this in a really long time, but I've had to do this before because I would have these nightmares that we would wake up and our bank account would be at zero. And I'm immediately like fixed mode. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's just a house. We sell a house. We move into a three bedroom apartment. I go get a job at Target. You know, it's like the craziest thing. It's so far from like ever happening. You know, like we set ourselves in a really safe position to take care of our family financially. We live well ben beneath our means. And like I said, the things we do spend our money on are lavish. Like we, like a housekeeper, you know, we have a tutor for Harvey, like whatever the things are. Tyler has a trainer. I have an assistant. I have a podcast manager, like these things immediately we could remove in one month and drastically have more incoming income. Like I said, our monthly bills are like, we just don't have a ton or whatever. And so, but it's so crazy. I would have like these dreams knowing like, this is psycho. This is so crazy. This is not normal. So yeah. So I've like constantly been working on this stuff and I thought it would be so good to just like work on this shit together. Right. There was this, I know. Okay. So Jim Carrey is like, to me, a little bit out there. However. I don't know if you know much about his past, but there's he has kind of a cool story. He also grew up really poor. He ended up dropping out of high school. His money, his family was really poor. He started comedy like really, really young and dropped out of high school. They were living in their car. He was trying to support his family. They ended up moving to LA. I think when he was like 18, he wanted to try to get these gigs. But what was so cool is Moved to LA. He's still broke. Started to he, but he started to imagine what his life would look like if he wasn't broke. He started to like he realized like okay, I know I'm in this current situation, but like my perception of my reality is like what actually matters. So he moved to LA, still broke, but he started to imagine directors calling him for offers. He would visualize people coming to him and telling, him, "Well done, 
from people that he like really respected in the industry. Something specifically that he would say that I thought was just so, so good, you guys, it made such an impact on me, was there are powerful people in the industry waiting on me. There are powerful people high up in my company knowing I'm going to be there. I'm going to meet them. I'm going to stay next. Not only am I going to meet, I'm going to be standing next to them. We're going to be receiving the same honors. Something really crazy. He wrote himself a $10 million check post-dated three years from now. He carried it in his pocket for years. He imagined, he imagines himself this whole time being rich and financially being able to take care of his family. Now pause. Up until I said that last statement, what were you feeling? When I said, He imagined himself being super rich and being able to take care of his family. Before that, me talking about Jim Carrey wanting all of this money and wanting to be rich, how did that make you feel? Did you feel like gross? He's focused on wealth. He's focused on materialistic things, just another Hollywood actor wanting to be rich to take over. But then your whole thought probably changed when I said he wanted to be rich to take care of his family. He wanted to help his family. They grew up living in, not grew up, but like they lived in their vehicles. They couldn't pay their bills. Like as a parent, if you're a mom listening to this, I mean, just the immediate weight you feel on your chest hearing that you had to live in a car with your children. There's nothing that feels more painful than to not be able to take care of your kids, right? And so he wrote himself for this $10 million check post dated at three years from now. Right before, this is not a lie. This is like factual. Right before he got, the time was up on that check. Right before he got that 10-year mark, he landed Dumb and Dumber for $10 million. I cannot make this shit up. This is real stuff. I think this was like on Oprah or something. I can't even remember. Like money isn't bad, you guys. And sometimes I think the root of our consciousness about money comes from the fact that we believe or we have been told or we have heard enough people say that money is bad. But the truth is, is money in the hands of good people can do a lot of good things. And if I had to guess, you're a good person, like you're good people because you're listening to this podcast and wanting to better yourself for the sake of you and for the sake of others. This entire podcast is just for you to feel related to somebody else or relatable to me And not that I think I'm anything special, but I'm just another person, right? It's just nice to be able to feel like you can relate to another person's experience or goals or thought process or growth that you're wanting to seek as well. And so money can be bad, but, but so can being poor. I mean, so can a dog, you know, a dog can, I mean, anything can be good. Anything can be bad. It all depends on what you do with it. And there is so much good that can be done with good money if it's in the hands of good people. And like I said, you're good people. You're listening to this. You're smart. (laughs) So you have to be so madly in love with the vision that you have created for your future. The vision that is in your head that when, or if limiting beliefs about money come into your mind, come into your consciousness, you can't be touched. They cannot be entertained because you have a higher vision for your life and your life has been provided by a higher power. Your life has been provided by God. And if your vision is clear, your path is clear as well. If your vision is blurry, your path is going to be blurry as well. And when your vision is negative, when your vision is fear-based, your vision is wrong. It is wrong. We are not supposed to make decisions based on fear. We are not supposed to see our path forward based on fear or limiting beliefs or, or a mindset of lack. 
If you have a mindset, a lack around money because of the way that you grew up, you need to work on that shit. How you grew up does not have to be how your kids grow up. You need to really pour into this and really dig into it because you have the opportunity to have wealth beyond belief. And you guys, that does not always mean Ferraris and Louis Vuittons and Gucci's and Balenciaga and all of that stuff. That's not what that means. Maybe for you, that looks like a small farm on acreage. Maybe for you, that means like getting married and not having kids and traveling with your your partner. Whatever, maybe that looks like for you being able to pay your bills every month and adding to savings every month. Like your definition of wealth does not need to meet society's normal definition of wealth, right? When you're thinking about money, believing that you are going to have it, believing that you are worthy of it will not be enough. You have to take hellbent action and have faith for freaking miles that you are worthy of such a life, of such abundance. And if you're like, oh, that sounds great, Casey, I would love to just believe that I am worthy of an abundant life. Then you know what you do? You tell yourself every single day, you quiet yourself, you get yourself in a place and you say, I am worthy. I am worthy of a life of abundance. I am worthy of financial greatness. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of being able to spoil my kids. I am worthy of lavish vacations where I get to drink a margarita. Oh, it sounds so good. Not right now, but like just the thought of drinking a margarita by a pool and watching my kids play in this resort pool. Like it just sounds so nice. (laughs) Can we all just teleport ourselves there, please? Just remember this, that you are worthy of so much. If it is consuming your mind, it will soon consume your life. Be so mindful of your thoughts. And that like thought, if it consumes your mind, it will soon consume your life. Like it is for the good or the bad. If you're all consumed with negative energy sucking thoughts, your hands will be filled with that too. If you are consumed with all consuming gratefulness and growth and abundance, and you are cared for and you are loved and you are taken care of and you are surrounded. You are surrounded by community and you have all the goodness. If you walk out of your house right now and you look towards the end of your street, you can close your eyes and envision literally just massive success flowing down the road to you. Then it will also fill your lap. Where your mind goes, your energy goes. And where your energy goes, your action goes. I had a friend years ago who she messaged me. This is years and years and years ago, probably like eight years ago, maybe not that long. She messaged me and she was like, Casey, I think we're going to lose our home. We've just been in a bad financial position and I think we're going to lose our home and I'm devastated. And it wasn't that if, again, if you're thinking like, well, it's just a house. Okay. Buy a cheaper house. Her her concern was like, my kids have been raised in this house. This is their home. She didn't want to lose her health because that's where her kids felt safe. That is what she's created a home. And that is stability for her family. And so it's not that she like needed to stay in her like beautiful home. She wanted to create a safe space for her kids. And she was devastated. And she kept saying, we're going to, it's, I just, I'm done. I'm doing everything. We're going to lose our house. It's going to happen. And I said, so-and-so, I'm not going to say their name. Obviously I'll say Sarah, her name's not Sarah, but Sarah, the more that you say that, the more you're calling it in. I know, I know in a time as stressful as literally your house is on the line, like any day now you're going to find out you're going to lose your home and you have to move out. 
this seems so stupid. But you have to continually, as you as you put action into work, like you have to still make moves, you have to keep telling yourself, we will not lose our home. We are not going anywhere. This is going to work out. Somehow all the pieces are going to fall into the right place and it's going to make a full puzzle and we're not going anywhere and we're going to live a happy life in this home. My kids are here. We're safe. Everything, something, I don't know what, I don't have the answer, but I know that I'm going to keep working for my family and something is going to work out. So she did. A couple days later, she messaged me and she was like, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. I was like, what? We got this. BA loan exception. We're not going to lose the house. I don't know how. I do not know how because we had exhausted every resource, every loan, every bank, everything we could think of. Somehow we're not going to lose the house and we're staying. And that was years ago. They're still in that house and their family is freaking beautiful. And it's just so crazy how like you think that your mind doesn't have the power. Oh my God, I got to tell you something else. You think your mind doesn't have the power to make big moves in your life, but it does. Let me back up really quick. You know how I was telling you two days ago that I was like freaking out over our mortgage going up 520 mother freaking dollars a month, which is asinine. I was having a total freaking meltdown unnecessarily. But again, I totally recognize that even in the middle of it, I can be like, I know I'm, I'm irrationally reacting to this, but I don't like the feeling of being out of control. And I totally know I'm a believer and I totally know that like ultimately God's in control and I can convince myself and know to myself that like, there's never been a time we've been without my kids have never gone hungry. I've never gone hungry. We've never not had a house over or a home, a roof over our head. We've never not had beef. Like we've always been more, more than provided for. And I know that's never going to change. Like we serve a strong, strong, strong heavenly father that loves us so much. And so I know that. However, I'm human, you're human, so I can think shitty thoughts too, you know? And so I had this full breakdown within 48 hours. Okay, so let me back up. I'm a horrible storyteller. Y'all know this. Thank you for still following this podcast. (laughs) After that, I had this complete and utter breakdown and then had it. Tyler and I hugged for a really long time. He's just the best at comforting me. I immediately just got to work. You know, I just, I... I got to work, not because I was like, oh my God, I need to, you know, anxiously work. No, because that's just my day. I had to work. I had a bunch I had to get done. I had things I had to put together. And he came in later when he was like leaving for work and he gave me a kiss and he was like, I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you. It would have been so easy to grab some ice cream and sit on the couch and just zone out to Netflix for the day. That was like a hard morning for you. And instead you meet, you felt it. You dealt with it, you expressed it, and you got to work. And I'm so freaking proud of you. That's not easy to do. No matter what anybody says, that is not easy to do. And you were such a hard worker. And even just saying this makes me like tear up because he's just, I'm so grateful for that. That confirmation within 48 hours, I had four, four people. I'm our new like simplified line, which is freaking amazing. Four people buy kits for me. I had orders on the Oploma website for bags and for sweatshirts. And I got one of the email, I got an email for one of the biggest paid partnerships with a company that I've ever had 48 hours. And I could cry thinking about how grateful I am for that. Not because we would like be in financial ruins without it, but just again, it just 
it just reminds me how powerful this work is and how powerful your thoughts are. And if you can just push through, I'm going to have to do another episode because I'm getting at 30 minutes and I refuse to go over 30 minutes because y'all's time is precious. But if you can just call in positivity, if you can call in the greatness that you're working towards, it doesn't have to even be the greatness that you are right now, but the greatness that you're, you're trying to get that you're actively working for you guys. And also just know that like you have to work for it. It's it's not enough to just call it in. It's not enough to just pray about it. It's not enough to just believe about it. Those things go hand in hand with action. I work my freaking butt off. I am I I am and I that's not me. The other day this sounds kind of cocky but when I was having my complete meltdown I was like, "Honey, without question, you're one of the hardest people I know." And when he was saying this, just saying like, you're one of the hardest people I know, everybody that's surrounded by you knows how hard you work. You know what my response was? And this is probably going to rub some people the wrong way. I said, I fucking know. I fucking know I'm a hard worker. I don't need somebody to tell me that. I don't need that confirmation from somebody. I freaking know how hard I work. I know how much energy I put into it. But at the end of the day, I still need to feel that myself. I still need to know that and I need to believe that even though I know it's true, I need to without question believe it and I need to see like the results from that. And it was just a good conversation and I got to release so much and like, again, he's just the best husband ever. And so anyways, I'm going to wrap this episode up. This is going to have to go into another conversation because I have a little bit more to say about this. So tune in next week for follow up of, Hey, let's talk money, friend. Close your eyes. Well, unless you're driving, and then maybe let's not. One inhale, one exhale. You're doing it, my friend. You're changing hard things into new things, and little by little, you're taking control over your emotions and your future, and I am so damn proud of you for that. You should be too. I feel honored to do the work alongside you. If you want to follow along my sweet, not-so-little family, you can find me on Instagram at Life and at oo.paloma. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.